This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not, it works. No, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I'm, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words are right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chops. And Craig WK. And this week, we are playing a game that I'm going to go right out and say it in advance. You're not super familiar with. Uh, you're talking to me or the listeners? I'm talking to, to you, Craig. Oh, all right. Sorry, I, I guess I should specify, Craig WK, you are not very familiar with this game. This is a game I'm, I'm not very familiar with. I, I did not really play it like when it first came out. Uh, and I, I know the gist of it. You know, I, I've, I've done my homework here. You know, I wasn't saying you didn't listen, chops. I did my homework. Okay, fine. I believe you. We are talking about God of War for the PlayStation 2. And this game, are you ready for it? Go on. Came out in 2005, the year I graduated from high school. In case anybody wanted to know <laughs> that. years after I graduated. Uh, yep, and it was developed by Santa Monica Studio, published by Sony Computer Entertainment, and it is a third-person hack-and-slash-adventure game. Now, God of War, I, I feel like most people have a g- the gist of it. You know, you think, okay, it's a guy who's beefy and has, like, swords. Yeah, I mean, that that's the gist. Yeah. Uh, but... I will say, yes. and this is even from someone who's who's not as familiar with the game series, is this game really set a standard. Oh, God, yeah. It set a huge... Well, so at the time for PlayStation 2, your main third-person games, uh, Ratchet & Clank, Sly Cooper, uh, mm-hmm. even prior to that in PlayStation 1, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, those are kind of your... And, and, and uh, Tomb Raider. Oh, some yeah, of your yeah. biggest third-person games out there. Mm. But this game kind of took it to a whole new level because they incorporated, like, gore. Deep gore. A lot of gore. Huge mythology. So, like, there's a ton of history involved because it's based off of Greek mythology. Yep, yep. And also, uh, I don't know if... I think they invented it. Quick time events? Do they invent it in this? Or was Ooh, it... I, I don't know if I would go on uh, out on a limb and say they invented quick time events, but, I mean, at the very least, they're in here. They made them popular. Uh, I would say more popular than than what had already been out. I, I, I yeah, I, I would buy that. I, I, I well, I don't even know because I mean, quick time events are, you know. Well, no, maybe maybe they I can't, were. Can you think of popular. another game before then that had quick time events? Had quick time events? 
Yeah, so a quick time event is basically it's an execution of a button um, to do a certain action during like a cinematic scene. Um, so basically, like you have to hit the button in at the right time to continue the story or continue that moment. Off the top of my head, no, nothing jumps out at me. But Except I for think like it's maybe a, like racing games. Well, I was just gonna say I think it's a, a pretty bold statement to say that this game invented quick time events. That's fair. That's fair. But I will say that you're probably right. I think that uh, uh, this game really popularized them, and it was just sort of like, "Hey guys, look what you guys could be doing." And then like Capcom was like, "Resident Evil could do that." Oh yeah, I guess Resident Evil could kind of do that. I mean, well, I, to I, an extent. Yeah, yeah. To I, an I, I don't know if. Because Resident Evil 4 is when a lot of quick time events started popping up. Oh, yeah, and that was well later. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that uh, uh, beforehand, you know, I mean, look, let's face it. The original Resident Evil was like, you know, it was it was just crappy live action cut scenes. <laughs> right. there, there was no button interaction or anything with those. Right, right. But with uh, uh, God of War, it's... Uh, uh, I mean, the game stars the angsty Kratos, who serves the Greek gods. You love that word, angsty. He's he's a, it's a little angsty. We'll, um, we'll get into that. He's got some backstory that makes him, I'd say, rightfully angsty. We'll get to that. Uh, but anyway, he serves the Greek gods, and uh, he's finally given the task of slaying Ares, who is also the uh, god who ruined his life. Right. He's his former uh, teacher. Kratos is his mentor. And Athena basically says, hey, I need you to go kill the god of war, Ares. And he's like, ah, I'm angry Kratos with a beard, and I've got these chains wrapped around my forearms with these blades called the Blades of Chaos. And um, basically what happens is Ares tricks Kratos into killing his family. And then, then Athena's like, I know you're pissed. Hey, Ares is kind of messing some stuff up here uh, in Mount Olympus. Can you help out? And then he basically goes on a rampage and kills all the gods in Olympus, practically. Now, can we can we get a little in depth with the story here? Ooh, I mean, yes. you brought we brought up the story. We might as well go a little in depth yes. here. So here's here's sort of uh, uh, my take on the matter. If if you take the order to go attack a village, and you go destroy that village, and there were some people that you loved in that village that you just destroyed. I don't know if you have the right to be as angry as you do when you're the jerk who murdered all those people in that village because all those other people had others that cared for them and you took all their lives, but suddenly you take the life of your wife and child and, oh, no, uh, Ares has gone too far. Yeah. Ares didn't go too far beforehand when he was ordering you to chop up villagers. These... Villagers. These are... I I like... Okay, I understand where you're coming from. Thank you. But I want you to just go on the Wayback Machine for a second. Think of any Greek mythology story. I try not to on this show because they're uh, rated higher than what our show allows for. Oh, really? Okay, huh. Uh, Let me tell you that they all end or follow a path similar to that story. Oh, I ain't saying. They're all like, oh, this person got like powers from a god, did some terrible things. But because they didn't get a muffin, that's why they're mad. Like, it's a lot of just unnecessary, unnecessary like, revenge for things that, like, really, you should not have, like, just done anything. You should, shouldn't even talk to a god, should not have flirted with one. Nope. You shouldn't have had any relationship with them. No, no, yeah. Having relations with gods in uh, uh, Greek mythology is a terrible idea. Yes, yes. A really bad idea. Yes. Also, the Greek gods are really... Um, Gross. 
yeah, we'll say gross. It's um, I, I don't even think I'm allowed to use the word that for just, what they are. Just read a book about it, or don't. Up, I mean, yeah, ask your parents. <laughs> Whatever age you are. Six, yeah. six to 60. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Ask your parents. Um, so I guess we'll go into the game a little bit. So so the yeah. whole the whole plot besides you going to kill Ares is you're going to get Pandora's box, which supposedly has the power to kill Ares or or, or end him some sort of way. Oh, yeah. It's um, like uh, uh, the ability to destroy a god is found within Pandora's right. box or something to that nature. Right. So um, it's a hack and slash game. You have your Blades of Chaos, which are strapped to you, to Kratos, who's also known as, I think, by the coolest name, the Ghost of Sparta. Like that's a sweet. That's a pretty awesome title. name. That's if, a pretty great title. If yeah. I want a title, it's Ghost of something. Like I, Ghost of Livonia. Like, <laughs> that's, like you know what? That's actually, really great. That's a ooh, great. I think you I throw I think, Livonia in there, and it's a little maybe, less cool. Maybe I should be known as that from now on. Chops, the Ghost of Livonia. <laughs> I just, hmm. it's gonna happen. Just wait for it. I, you know what? All right, fair enough. So, uh, listen here, Ghost of Livonia. Yes, Craig. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds Kratos sounds. Anyway, uh, so here's uh, something I, I really want to uh, really push. I'm here for you. Is how awesome are Kratos's weapons? They're awesome. swords on chains. They, they're like, but but they're like if you took daggers and then like pumped them up with a bike, <laughs> a bike pump, and made them giant daggers. I'm like, because like the they're hilts, like, they're the like hilts short swords, swords right? Like, I guess is that what it, what it is? Are they short swords? I uh, I mean, for as far as their length goes, they're well, they're they're really they're really wide. They're very too. wide. Yeah, so uh, they're almost like uh uh like stubby falchions. Yeah, or like yeah, like hatchet length, you know, like yeah, it's really hard to kind of like unless you're looking at a picture edit of it. It's kind of hard to describe, but but they're on like a length of chain. Yeah, they're like um, so it's not like a shirt. What what are those like uh, daggers on chains? They're called. Um, it's like an actual weapon. There's an actual weapons out there where like people have like a. I mean, like I can a, think of like a ja- Japanese a, a comma, a comma and a chain. Yeah, yeah. Which is With the sickle. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. sickle on the it's, chain. It's similar to that. So he's able to swing them around as if they're long range weapons, but then pull them into his hands and use them uh, close close combat. Yeah, it's a really awesome, like even just an awesome look, let alone oh, yeah. a, a really fun weapon. And it's uh, a really ingenious uh, way that the uh, developers of the game found to not only give him more long range attacks, but also the close range stuff. Right, and. And that was part of the variety was you have this hack and slash game that you don't feel it doesn't feel slow paced because of the that long range you're able to do like crazy like spin moves or mm-hmm. fly guys around on them or climb giant titans like you're able to do a lot more than you would I think if it was just like a like a Lord of the Rings just okay I have a broadsword that I'm swinging around right or, or a bow and arrow um, but th- there are other weapons though in the game. Um, so you have the uh, the Blades of Chaos, um, and then he also goes through here and he gets the Blade of Artemis, which is a giant sword. Okay, yeah, he yeah. He also gets um, some abilities uh, from the gods that he beats. So he gets Medusa's Gaze, Poseidon's Rage, Army of Hades, and Zeus's Fury. Um, Are any of those other abilities swords on chains? No. Then they're not as cool. You can upgrade them too. So there's orbs and things you collect in the game that you do, can upgrade the powers and stuff. Do when you upgrade them, do they become swords on chains? No. Then they're not as cool. Okay. Now <laughs> here's one last uh, note I want to make on uh, the swords, swords of on chains. Chaos. Yeah, the blades of chaos. Blades of chaos. Thank you. I. Uh, I mean, 
This is simplifying it a bit. Okay. But they're like sword chucks, right? No. Because they're not attached to each other. Oh, are they not? No, they're just attached one on each arm. Yeah. Oh, okay. If, so they're so if he's the other end of the chuck, I guess, but I don't think that so great. So they're they're sword chucks with Kratos being the uh, focal point I of guess them. If you want to call it that, yeah, why not? Where are All you right. going with this? No, I just I I just like the mental image of nunchucks, but you replace the the <sighs> handles with swords. I hate you. <laughs> are you imagining it? No, I'm not. Please do. No. Um. So you find so you're hacking and slashing guys. You get red, blue, green orbs. And green orbs recover your health, blue orbs recover your magic, and red gives you experience so you can level up your weapons. Okay, um, yeah, but, yeah. but the cool thing, though, is about uh, that my favorite thing in this game is Medusa's gaze. You know what, what that was about? Do tell. So, so it's, it's Greek mythology, you know? Yeah, you, yeah. You're killing all sorts of weird, like, minotaurs. Sure. And, like, Hydra and stuff. Yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You also get to kill Medusa. You get to cut off her head. And you get to use it to turn people into stone. That's pretty great. So he like pulls out her head and it's just like this beam that goes from her eyes and you can turn people into stone and stuff. Was it Jason who slew Medusa in Greek mythology and uh, got her the head? The Golden Fleece? Uh, it was either Jason or... It wasn't Hercules, was it? Part of his seven trials? I don't think so. It I was either it's so. So the main ones that come to mind, Odysseus, Perseus, Jason... Um, Hercules, and um, I think that's the main ones. I, I love how it feels like the the name Jason is uh, uh, out of place in that <laughs> Real lineup. Land. Odysseus, Hercules, Jason. Jason, Jason and the Argonauts. Come yeah, on. no, I know. I'm <laughs> like, well aware. Like, I don't know if you could have Odysseus and the Argonauts. That just sounds a little pretentious, doesn't it? Odysseus and the Argonauts. Right, you know? <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> you sound like that... Uh, Oh man, what was that? The character from Family Guy with like the giant nose? Oh, I'm not sure. I I don't I haven't watched Family Guy in a long time. Well, Sorry. I'm glad that reference went nowhere. Right over my head. Back to the game. So you can also get uh, eyes and feathers throughout the game to increase your health and your magic meters. Okay. Um, then you also get the super powerful ability called the Rage of the Gods, and it basically gives you like temporary invulnerability and increased attack damage for a little bit. So so really the game is. Kill a bunch of dudes, kill the gods, get more powerful uh, with mm-hmm. quick time events in between to kind of help those cinematic large battles feel a little bit more involved. And um, this game is very popular. Oh, yeah. Extremely popular. It was it, huge. It sold 4.6 million copies worldwide wow. and became the 11th best selling game for the PS2. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm almost surprised. That it wasn't in the top ten. That's a lot too, of copies. That that is a. I mean, four point six million is a ton of copies. But as we've mentioned before, the PS2 is what the number one selling console of all time. Um, it's that or the Wii. Pretty sure it's PS2. Is it PS2? I think so. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's up there at least. Yeah, it's it's. It makes sense for the system that this is on there. Four point six million. Like, so this is eleventh. How much? How many more millions is ten? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what tenth place was, 
but it's the because it was so successful though. It has eight games that came out after. It. Are there that There's many eight games? There was uh, three total on the PS2. Then um, they remastered the games for the PS4. They have the new one coming out here soon. There was a PSP games. There was a ton of stuff out wow. for it. Now also they novelized the game in 2010. Oh God! And. And, and and there has been a film adaptation in development since 2005. Right, since 2005. Yeah, That's right. Since the first game came out. Now, here's actually a, a bit of an update on that, and it's a fairly recent one. It is. I was excited about this. March 12th of yeah. 2018. There's still no director. There's no confirmed actors. There's no release date. But there's totally a script, we swear, and the budget is $150 million. Yeah, I don't think it's getting made. There, there's, there's, you know what? There's a script. Don't even worry about it, guys. There is a script. Don't, don't, just ignore the fact that there's no director. There's no confirmed actors. There's nothing like that. But we have $150 million, all right? Well, it, it's, there was, there were directors and things con- uh, confirmed on there for a while there. And then but, fell off. But it kind of fell off. You know, they wanted it to be, improve on, like, Clash of the Titans, that movie, you know, those kind of large yeah, yeah, epics. Yeah. Um, and I think we had, what, was it Clash of the Titans or the remake? And then they had another one that came out, right? I'm they did a remake sure of they of the were. Titans. I'm sure they were very average. And it was it was very average, <laughs> indeed. And then they, they even had like a Perseus movie, I think, really? or, or that might be the guy in Clash of the Titans. Maybe. I'm getting my mythology confused. Anyways, I'm not an expert about mythology. I just think it's interesting, and, and this is just sort of a, a, a sort of a take on Hollywood that you you have a movie idea, you have you have a potentially have a script, you have no current director, you have no actors or anything, but there is a hundred and fifty million dollars, a hundred and fifty million dollars that someone had decided. You know what? Let's just let's just set that aside and put that down for God of War. I don't think it's set aside. I think it's more of like they bought the script and and will upfront or will budget 150 for it i don't think it's actually set aside yet well if it's but, but it's up there if it's for budgeted grams, for it's up there then for i grams. would argue that it is set aside for it they they have a, a allocated 150 million dollars yeah, so. for that and even if it's not necessarily just on a table waiting right it's not like you know there's a script and 150 million dollars at some like forgotten basement or something right you know but it still just kind of blows my mind that that's sort of the way it works right like that much money is just sort of like kind of traded thrown hands. around yeah, thrown around no big deal <laughs> You know, no, no biggie. Yeah, I know. It's it makes you feel sad. <laughs> a little, poor, a little poor. Well, uh, a little, yeah, maybe a lot. I don't know. So, kind of get back to the game. After if you, you insist, if you one, I would be excited for a Kratos uh, God of War movie, but it would probably be terrible. Most um, video game movies are not that great. So, uh, so once the game's beat it, a uh, beat it, well, beaten, you can do a challenge. What mode. happens when you beat it? The game you beaten the game. Uh, you can do a challenge mode, which gives you like they're called the challenge of the gods. It's like ten trials. Oh, uh, and it basically requires you to complete a series of tasks. So, like kill all the cyclopses before time runs out and blah, 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 and this and this. And then Fight you can, a minotaur. And you can get uh, bonus costumes for Kratos, behind-the-scenes videos, and concept arts for the environment and for the characters. So That's kind of cool. It's kind of, you know, like I liked, I appreciated that of some of the role-playing games where you would get, like, in Lunar, you would get the the cards or the pictures, and it'd be like those, like, artwork of the characters, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like uh, those kind of things. Bro- bromides? Is that bromides, what they call yeah, them? Yeah, bromides. 
which I, I don't know what it means, but I'm assuming it's something uh, sketchy. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I think it is a, something a little on the sketchy side. I, I don't even want to Google it uh, and uh, yeah, no, risk computer viruses. I, <laughs> I think we're safe in not doing that. Um, and so uh, the game, again, super popular for the PlayStation 2. There are some questionable things in the game. Go on. Um, there is a moment in the game where it's 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 a mash button game where you uh you yes um, go on you engage in adult activities with uh someone of the opposite gender behind the scenes. Oh yes, that is an actual oh. game, and then you see like shadows of them. You don't see them. Well, actually, no, you do see boobs in the game, I think. That's... I'm sure they were marvelous back in 2005. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you needed to say anything like that, but okay. I I was laying it on a little thick there. It's, oh, okay. Uh, it's, uh, I, I was being sarcastic. I'm okay, sure good, even good. in 2005, it was awkward and weird. It was, yeah, probably really awkward and weird. Yeah. Um, and you got to think, you were graduating high school I had been two years graduated. Right, yeah. That was not, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah no, we're not going to even get into that. Um, but, you know, the one thing I want to say about this game and that I think kind of led to its success is that the developers, Santa Monica Studios, um, the director for the game from Sony got complete control over it. Like, they kind of just let them do whatever they wanted. Oh. So I, I think that's rare because you, you have a lot of producers... Of you know, like Sony, X, Microsoft, whoever it is, yeah, or um, kind of Activision. They kind of wanna, you know, they wanna control what they what their products are. Absolutely, but for this, just to throw Sony's name on it during a time when this console. I mean, this came out in two thousand five. When did the PS two come out? It came out a few years prior to that, right? Uh, Four it years? would have been uh, two thousand and what was that? Two thousand one. It's been about for about five or four, four or five years. I think I'm getting that a little off, but yeah, it, it would have been in the uh, early 2000s. So it's later in the system. Maybe they're just like, yeah, sure, go for it. It's already been a success. We don't really, you know, we're not going to put. What's the worst that could happen? And it sells 4.6 million copies worldwide. But like, that's an awesome opportunity yeah. for a small company to really take control over a game and make a name for themselves. Absolutely, and I mean, one of the. The things that I impressed upon the listeners at the start of the uh, podcast was this game set a standard. Mm-hmm. Like, and by set a standard, what I mean is that everybody wanted to copy God of War. Oh yeah, there are so. In fact, it, it set such a standard that th- it's not just that you know you you have hack and slash games anymore. It's God of War clones. Like you had that Castlevania game that was a God of War clone. Oh yeah, you know you have the uh, Dark uh, Dark Siders. Well, so so which is a God of War clone. So this is so I guess this is very similar to Devil May Cry. So Devil May Cry came out a lot earlier in yeah. the system. So this harkens back to those kind of games. So of the games that do them successfully, Devil May Cry and God of War, I think are your two most popular ones. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think that uh, uh, God of War is more hack and slash. Then like yeah, Devil May Cry uh, yeah. is more more combo oriented, mm-hmm. um, mostly because you have a little bit of variety in your base weapons, your sword, and your guns. Yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like this, the director of the game even said like, 
like when you're saying set a standard, he focused the game on things like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like an adventure, like Legend of Zelda, like telling a story. Yeah. And games where you're able to focus on the story and the developing and delivering that journey kind of really shine, especially in these early, uh, these older systems, Mm -hmm. because a lot of it was just kind of innovating and bringing forth the technology that's being made at the time and Mm -hmm. not really like, oh, well, well, 3D polygons is what we want to focus on. We don't care about gameplay or story. You got a lot of that stuff during this era. But, But to be able to focus on the story and tell a good tale did it extreme justice. Like it's a simple, it's a simple game, really, when you break it down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, Kratos gets mad. Kratos goes fight things. Yes, and it's you press <laughs> about it. certain buttons in a direction, and then you set, press certain buttons at certain times for moments. Like, there's not a whole lot. There's not in-depth role-playing elements to it right. other than a few changes you can make, but they delivered on a, on a great storytelling experience, which I think really helped create the game as, you know, a defining mm-hmm. hack-and-slash game, like you said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, now I uh, I do want to chat a bit about the music. Now that's a good idea because I I really really enjoy the, I love anything that's fully orchestrated in games. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's right up my alley. Because there's just I mean, mini soundtracks are great in and chip tunes and stuff. Yeah, but you just you can't tell a story or an experience as well if you if you have a if you don't have a full sound full orchestra behind it. So the music was composed by Gerard Marino. Mike Reagan, Ron Fish, Winifred Phillips, <laughs> Winnie Waldron, and Chris Velasco. Oh, and Marcello de Francis- uh, Francisci? Uh, French, uh, Franc- uh, Francisci? 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 Marcello. Let's call the whole thing off. Marcello. Okay. Uh, so you have uh, Gerard uh, Marino worked on Spider-Man Edge of Time. Yep. Uh, Mike Reagan worked on Twisted Metal Black. Ron Fish worked on Batman Arkham series. Uh, Winifred Phillips worked on the uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. Winnie Waldron worked on Little Big Planet 3. Chris Valesco worked on uh, the TMNT game, the uh, Turtles, uh, Teenage Mutant the Ninja Turtles one? games. Yeah, one of the newer ones. Okay. And then Marcello De Francisci, if that's how you pronounce uh, yeah, his whatever. name. Uh, uh, actually, has only, uh, this is like about his only video game credit. He's uh, uh, otherwise uh, done some movies. Uh, one of the more, uh, I think it's artsier, uh, I had never seen it, uh, Belibo he had done. I don't know that one. Yeah, I, I, Belibo uh, or not, I've never seen it. I hate you, <laughs> I hate you so <laughs> much. Roll the music. Which one? Are you going to set this up? I don't know. Uh, Which one did you want to hear? Do you want to hear one of yours or one of my choices? Well, let's listen to mine first because I think mine was the more simple one, right? (laughs) Sure, yes. Uh, This is called The Vengeful Spartan. And (laughs) we'll just give it a listen because that's about all I got.
I really like that song. And the, I mean, that was pretty much just like the menu music, right? I think so. And that's pretty hardcore for menu music. This, the music is, as I like to call, brutal. It's It sounds way more like the soundtrack to a movie than it does a video game. Which, I mean, it, it, the game is like that. The game is, is very cinematic with those mm-hmm. quick time events. So the, it makes sense that the soundtrack is just just brutal. It's just, it's intense. It's It puts you in a scene. You, it feels very, mm-hmm. it feels very Greek. I don't know. Uh, it feels like an epic. I being a quarter Greek, I would a quarter uh, agree with you. Thank you, appreciate that. You're that welcome. Quarter agreement. Um, <laughs> One fourth of me agrees. This next song is when you're battling a Minotaur. It's just the Minotaur boss battle music. That's pretty great, and it's uh, one of my favorites. It's pretty great. Uh, as a, uh, a quick aside, uh, Minotaurs and Dungeons and Dragons yeah. always have bonuses to finding their way through mazes. Really? <laughs> yeah, <That's> awesome, <laughs> isn't it? This this music though, the, that horn section, the orc, the the oh, choir horns, that comes in. I get it. Oh, I wasn't. I was not doing a pun then. I really like that song, and now you no. ruined it. It's an awesome song. It's I, really really cool. It, it definitely puts you in battle mode for for songs. Um, this is this last song I have here is Zeus's, I'm um, sorry, Zeus's Wrath Divine. So this is basically the music that you're using or is it playing while you're fighting Zeus. That's so, uh, so put yourself heavy. put yourself in that mode. I want you to think. I want you to visualize, listeners and Craig. Close your eyes. Visualize yourself standing before Zeus without a shirt on and just shorts, uh, with chains uh, and swords wrapped around your arm. Um, oh, but my summer body isn't ready yet. And no, but but picture it is. Oh, okay. Is. And then I want, here's your motivation. Man, I'm hot. Here's your motivation. You're angsty, you're bloodthirsty, <laughs> and your family's dead, okay? Sounds like my life. Oh, God. All right, well, <laughs> let's take a walk down memory lane for Craig.
had so many flashbacks to childhood. Yeah, did, did you? <laughs> Being Greek, <laughs> angsty, bloodthirsty, dead family. It's so <laughs> scary. Um, I love. I, I just like the variety of that song. I I will say, um, the horns at the beginning. The are, I don't think those are horns. Oh, I think it's like bassoons or something. Well, whatever. whatever I'm is, not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not as especially adept at uh, knowing what instruments they would be. I I'm not. You know, I have no idea, but I love it. Yeah, I love the 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 those weird noises. The the noises at the start of the song. Thank yeah. you. What it, would it be? Bassoons? Like what would it, that it be? It sounds like a woodwind instrument. Woodwind to me, instrument. But okay. I, I really don't. I don't know for sure. It could be something specifically Greek. You know, oriented. That could be. Yeah. Um, but it's just great. It's, oh, it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. such a. And all the songs, they're not like your typical songs we talk about where there's there's a lot of repetition in it. They're f- full or- orchestral pieces that are cinematic. So mm-hmm. it's you have a full-length song that usually doesn't repeat itself. It just kind of harkens back on tones and, yeah. and themes it has. So listen to the full soundtrack. It's amazing. If, if you're anything into giant epic movies, Indiana Jones, Clash of the Titans, even Batman, like the new Batman movies, you're going to love the soundtrack to this. Oh, I would agree with that. I uh, and Heck, I, I think even just the story itself is is a, a fairly intriguing. I think there's a uh, uh, there are versions of the soundtrack that include the narration. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this like woman's voice who's like, Kratos was mad that he chopped up his family. Why did he do that? That was awful stupid of him. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is my last point. The voice acting. Did you look into this at yeah, all? Uh, well, I, I, I got the gist of it. Well, how come? Okay, so so the narrator is Linda Hunt. Do you know who Linda Hunt is? Ooh, refresh my memory, Chops. So she was an actress, uh, or she is an actress. She's most well known for her role as Miss Schlowski in Kindergarten Cop, the principal. <laughs> but she's also in NCIS Los Angeles as like their, their head boss or whatever. Really? Yeah. She's the short, short older lady with the big glasses. Interesting. Uh, she does the narration for it. She does a great job. The narration is solid. I mean, I, I didn't really hear, aside from the narration, honestly, I didn't really hear much else of the voice acting. But no, she does a great job. And and Paul Eiding is also in, in this as well. Um, I forgot to write down what voice he did. I think he did, um, I think he did, did he do Kratos? I'll have to look it up. But anyways, uh, he did a bunch of voices, though, for the Pirates of the Dark Water TV series. Oh, my God. He was Hojo in Dirge of Cerberus. Really? And Colonel Campbell in the Metal Gear Solid series. Colonel. Yeah, the Colonel. And then also, you have Nolan North, who plays Drake from the Uncharted series as Hades. Oh, he does Hades? Is Hades. And then here's here's a, a big one. Let me see if you know this name. Steve Bloom. Oh, Steve Bloom. Yes. I know Steve Bloom. He does some anime voices. He does. He does the voice of Spike Spiegel. Yes. He is the voice of Ares. Oh, he does Ares? Yeah. Interesting. There's some solid voice actors. If you look, look at the IMDb of this game and the series itself... There is some solid voice acting in this. Around the time when God of War would have been coming out, like the PS2 era, and not even necessarily the beginning of the PS2 era, but towards the end, middle to end, you started getting better voice acting for video games because before that, voice acting was not especially great. There was a lot of really bad voice acting. Even the games where the voice acting is salvageable, Mm -hmm. it's still not great usually. Right, right. So I I love this game. It's a series I really love. I will probably get the new one that comes out 
for the PS4. Oh, which yeah, is coming, that's coming out, out soon. And I recommend anybody, if you haven't played this, there is a remastered version you can get for the PS4. And uh, go back and play these games. The It might seem a little dated on one. Uh, the second one, I don't think as much. Third, you won't even be able to tell, really. Mm-hmm. But there, it's a great game. Craig, you should go back and play it. Uh, you know, I it, this is one of those games that I regret not getting into years ago. But, I mean, around that time... It's it's weird to think about that this is this is uh, on you know uh, Legend of Retro yeah but I would have had a full time job then I'd Ugh, have been like yeah, right why would you say such adult things right around Get that time I wouldn't have had as much time for video gaming and the video gaming I was doing uh, I I think it was mostly like RPGs it was when I would devote my time to yeah. and so I you know I just I just didn't really have the time for it well you're a sucker. Uh, you're not wrong. I had a, I had a job at the time too. Uh, this is when I worked at the the worst purchase. <laughs> Was it? Yes. This is when I first I had my first job in 2005. So, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, it's it's interesting to think back to that because I am picturing like I can actually remember for a change mm-hmm. uh, myself at that time. <laughs> so it's it's really funny. Um, yeah, I uh, it, it's just depressing to me that this is a a a show where we talk about old video games and I. We found a game that came out at a time when I would have been working a full-time job. Yep, yep. I'm not thrilled about that. Welcome to Craig's life. Uh, it's angsty. <laughs> angsty. I'm bloodthirsty. Full of bloodthirsty, dead family Dead members. family, and uh, I'm Greek and shirtless. Yep. Sounds yeah. about right. Hmm. <laughs> this is not a dating site for, or dating podcast for Craig, just so you know. Now, hold on, because that's not a terrible idea. Okay, let's move on. We're going to get into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. All right, so this week, I got you to play a terrible game. It's not, you know, it didn't start out horrible. It got horrible. (laughs) But it didn't start start out horrible. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that it progressed for you. It, it, well, I I went through like a, a, a sort of a how would I put it? Almost like a, a, a like the like my expectations like went really high, really fast. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. And then they sunk down a bit. And then I was like, well, this isn't so bad. And then it dropped like a rock. Oh, okay, so it was real stock market right now. Oh so yeah, very. Just yeah. To, just set it up in real terms right now. Yep. So. Uh, <laughs> So ahead. this is a game that you brought along, Chops. Yes, yes. I had it in my collection. Don't know why. Did you play a lot as a kid? I don't remember. Oh, well, I'm not surprised you don't remember. It is Justice League Task Force for the Sega Genesis. That's right. It is a competitive fighting game made by Sunsoft and distributed by Acclaim. It came out on the Genesis in 1995 and the Super Nintendo in 1995. Um, but it was also co-developed by Blizzard. There's, I feel like there's something that that was glossed over in this. Well, that one is for, sorry, Blizzard was that one was for Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. This one is for Genesis was by Condor, uh, later ah! later known as Blizzard North. Ah! Uh, never mind. Um, so, uh, but Chops glossed over something real important to note about what? this. game. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Two. It's a two D fighting game. It it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, a fighting game. It's, a it's fighting not game. In, like a platformer. No. It's not like a beat-em-up. Uh, you beat up people. 
You beat up one person, Chops. Mm, One at a time, and that's it. It's a fighting game. And here's the weird part. We went through most of story mode. We got through a good chunk of it. Hero mode. Hero mode, where you choose your hero. Uh, You get to either choose Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, uh, you have Flash, Flash, Aquaman, Green Arrow, and Aquaman. Green Arrow is the other. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we and chose- you've got you've got like the best looking versions of these characters. Like they look pretty like good. You got full hair, long hair length Superman. You've got golden mullet Aquaman. You've got <laughs> I'm straight up Robin Hood Green Arrow. Like it's an and gray suit Batman. Well, the only reason it was gray suit Batman is because we were playing. No, it's in, gray. It's gray. Is it because we were playing yeah, in look, black and white? Look, here's the screen cover. It's gray. Fair enough. It's just, you know, it was black and white when we played, okay, so it's a little whatever, hard to tell. Whatever. Anywho, we were having technical issues, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, like, so we chose Batman, and at the start, Batman's like, oh no, I think Dark Side's up to no good. Yeah. I better go assemble the Justice League. And then you go and you, uh, who was the first enemy? Uh, Green, Green Arrow. Arrow. Green Arrow immediately starts to fight you. Yeah. You defeat him, and then he like teleports away after you defeat him. He like turns to dust. Yeah. And then Batman's like, that wasn't the real Green Arrow. What's going on? I better find another member of the Justice League. And then he flies off. And then you run into Aquaman. Yep. And then he fights you. Yep. And rinse, repeat. You yep. have to fight all of the heroes. Yeah, because th- supposedly they're like mind controlled or I think they're robots clones. or clones or robot, something like robot that. Robot clones? I don't know. They're they're not the real Justice League. The reason why though that I, I was kind of excited right off the bat is because it's immediately at the start of the game is Dark Side and he's like, you will never defeat me. And he like it's does this narration. Cre- it's so creepy. I love it. He's like, you know, you will never best me, Justice League. I will destroy you and everything you love. And we all know that Craig loves being angsty and bloodthirsty. He, he does. He does love that. And uh, it was it was really cool. And then we started playing, and I was like, oh, it's a fighting game. And then we like sort of started to get the hang of the controls. And then we fought Superman, who's broken. Oh, God. He just S- destroyed us. Super broken. Now, we only played on normal mode. You know, we didn't really, we didn't yep. play it on easy or hard or yep. anything, but uh, yet Superman does like more damage than mm-hmm. anyone else. And it's funny because like we, we eventually started playing around with the verse mode and I was dark side because I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be dark side. This is going to be great. Fought Superman for revenge. He still did more damage than dark side. So it's, it's, you've got your kicks. Uh, there's a higher low, like a strong kick, and I think a soft kick or low. Yeah, kick Yeah, there's like low, medium, high, and then low, medium, high for your punches, punches as well. You can throw a batarang as as Batman. I think it's the same controls, it's just different features for uh, each probably. Character. I don't know for sure. We didn't really play with the controls of other characters, but like uh, a quarter circle forward, like a Hudokin in yeah. Street Fighter, gets you a batarang. I'm sure that's also how Superman shoots out his overpowered death beam. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, heat vision. Yep. And uh, uh, Aquaman like throws his trident. Flash shoots out like a, a whirlwind. He like you know winds up his punch and mm-hmm. you know launches a t- little tornado at you. Uh, but I uh, yeah, the, I mean the 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 graphics are fine. The, the music graphics, is pretty cool. The music was pretty good. Yeah. And the only weird thing, not only, but one of the weird things was uh-huh. in the verse mode. So you get all the the heroes that you we mentioned. You get Dark Side. 
Dark side, yeah. You get Cheetah, which is a pretty popular character. At the time, this is this is out. But then you get this character named Despero. I have and, no idea who Despero and is. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the Wikipedia here and then, and right at the beginning it says not to be confused with Despero, the fictional mouse in the tale of Despero. I <laughs> completely I think, different spellings, by the hmm, way. Huh. Um but uh He's the 96th greatest villain of all time. Yeah, according, according to, to 2010 and yeah, IGN. IGN. You know, the best uh, source for all your entertainment needs. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Let's see if we can find some information about him. Um, let's. This is too lengthy. Wow, just, that is a lot on Despero. Apparently, a, he is popular. Powers and abilities. So Despero is an alien from the planet Kalinor. In addition to his genius intellect, he possesses a third eye on his forehead, capable of mind control, illusions, telekinesis, and telepathy. He's also empowered by the flame of Patar, a mystical source of power that grants him massive superha- uh, superhuman strength, durability, speed, reflexes, and the ability to alter his biomass. What was That's that? Uh, neat. What was that ability called again? Uh, the flames of what? The flame of Patar. The flames of what? It's Pitar, right? Pitar! It just sounds really dumb. Ugh, and it's not on I hate, you. I hate you. It's not on you. Uh-huh, yeah, it's sure. it's the flames of Pitar. What like what is that? What even is that? Whatever. Um, let me see here. Um Oh, here we go. His however, his power varies based on psionic energy he wields. For example, through the complete flame of Patar, <laughs> he once had the ability to mi- manipulate reality to a degree, creating monsters and demons out of an earthen city. Otherwise, without it, he has still repeatedly been shown to be more powerful than Kryptonians, Amazons, Our Man, and even Captain Marvel. How is that possible? This guy that no one's heard of. Well, I mean, I, I guess arguably only us two haven't heard of him. A, a lot of the listeners may be like yelling at us right now, like, oh my God, you don't know Despero? Uh, but like, I have no idea who this was. These... I didn't even, like, look, if you bring up the picture again, he looks just like a random fish man. He reminded me of, uh, uh, at least in the game, before you know, it was black and white while we were playing, so I didn't, we didn't have colors, but he reminded me of, like, the Savage Dragon. Yeah, he does. Re- yeah, he's similar. Uh, Similar in that respect, yeah. He just he, he, also, crest he, on also, his head. he also seems just like a generic like merman from like Atlantis. Kinda, yeah. He like, looks like a mer creature. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, I, I didn't realize that he was like this powerful. Uh, also, he's not the final boss. He's Although not. I guess Darkseid is 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 really powerful. Yeah, Darkseid's the final boss. But yeah. anyway, so this game, uh, the there's not much of a difference between this and the Super Nintendo version, other than a little bit of graphics. Uh, the music's a little bit different. But I, I think the Sega Genesis version actually kind of has a one-up on the, the Super Nintendo version. In this game, yeah, I would say so. Uh, if you look at the screenshots side-by-side, side, the uh, uh, the sprites are bigger mm-hmm. in this. Uh, it, it's a little bit more detailed. Uh, the music's I, better. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really get a chance to listen to the music very much for the Super Nintendo version while you were like, because you, you had brought yeah. it up on your phone there. Uh, I was too busy getting my teeth knocked in by Superman. Yeah, just trust me. The music's better. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But I... I, I just want to have a one-up on music for you, on you just this one time. It's yours. Have Thank it. You. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the music for the Sega Genesis version was cool, though. I liked it. Yeah, uh, I was surprised uh, by it, actually. Yeah, I didn't it, expect it to be decent. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I will say that uh, uh, while a lot of the backgrounds are more detailed in the Sega Genesis version, uh, I did really like the fact that on Apocalypse in the final boss battle, uh, in the Sega version, 
it's just like there's these like it's the clone capsules in the background or right. robot capsules or whatever in the super version it's you're on the planet apocalypse and there's like pillars of flame like yeah. shooting out in the background and stuff and it looks really cool yeah it's it's funny to see the the level differences and like i'm kind of upset that that's not i don't know it could be a level in the sake of genesis we just didn't see it but maybe but it's it looks sweet it looked really cool yeah i uh i i, I will say i i in I'm not a huge DC fan. Like I was always more into Marvel when I was younger. Same here. Uh, I really like Batman. Uh, I think Flash is kind of cool. I I'm not very big into like Green Arrow. I always thought Superman was a little overpowered. Mm. Uh, but uh, I do really like Dark Side. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm a big villain fan. Oh really? Who would have thought? Your sarcasm is duly noted. Yeah. Chops. Yep. And uh but Darkseid's really cool. He uh he's basically like just the lord of this like horrible, horrible planet that everyone is a slave to, like on this planet to him, and he's just like the biggest jerk. But like I mean, they can't really stop him. It's mm-hmm. his planet. Like they like they like there's nothing that the heroes can do to like ever fully defeat him, I don't think. Uh yeah, I don't I think he's immortal, isn't he? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. He considers himself a god. Yeah. So I mean I, I guess it would kind of like mesh, you know, with the immortality. Yeah. I don't know. But either either way it's it's got decent characters in it. It plays off of I think during the time of like the popularity of those storylines. Um, mm-hmm. It looked like the rebirth Superman era because it was the long-haired Superman. Well, yeah, um, Superman would have died sometime well, this around is, then. This game came out in, what, 1995, it said? Um, well, you'd have to double-check it. Not Despero. I don't want Despero <laughs> anymore. Despero. Uh, this game came out in 1995. Oh. When did um, Superman die? That would have been in the early 90s. I just don't know when in the early 90s. Oh, I don't know. I don't know when the death of Superman was. Do you oh, want me to look that? it up? I mean, I kind of want to know now. Oh, God. It's not that hard to Google when did Super. Oh, well, actually, no, it's comic book history. Actually, maybe it is kind of hard to find out when the death of Superman was. 1992 is when it was first published. 92. Wow, yeah. And then so. after that, you had Superboy, Steel. You had all these other Superman characters. Yeah, who was the out. third one? Uh, you had Superboy, Steel, and uh, the guy with the uh, kryptonite in his chest. Um, oh, yeah, he's like a robot version or something, uh, right? Yeah, he's a robot Superman, but I forgot what his name was. Robo Superman. No. Um, I will get I will get anger towards me if I don't remember um, who came out after him. R- will you, though? Yeah, from, from you-know-who. Bro-bro? Bro, bro, LPJ, Broham, Broham. Gosh, I hate you. Broler Bear. Oh, Brodom Pole. What? Your brother. Yes, my brother. Uh, you got Superboy. You've got uh, Steel, and you've got the Man of Tomorrow, Cyborg um, Superman. Uh, where? Oh, yeah, Cyborg Superman. Yeah, the Man of Tomorrow, Cyborg Superman. Well, I wasn't far off with Robo Hank, Superman. Hank Henshaw. That's it. I couldn't remember his name. Hank uh, Henshaw. Hank Henshaw. Yep. Mm. So, um. Yeah, what do you what do you, what would you rate this game on the bit scale? Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, I I would have given it a uh, I think uh, hmm. I I I would say that it is like a three out of eight. Uh huh. 
I, I think that if it wasn't so like broken when it comes to like Superman just like ragdolling you, it wouldn't be it would be an average game. But the fact that like it you're not even like fully all the way through the game and there's like a character that's like, you know, just way overpowered is pretty obnoxious. I, I'd say like a three out of eight. Okay. I, I would give it a, a three out of eight. Mostly because we also didn't get a chance to play two player, like go against that's each true. other. I think that would have been a little bit more fun. Um, I, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think that if we had had a chance to play around with that, it might have bumped it up to a four. Then if, brought if, it down to a two. Then and if the graphics were fully there, because because of what we were playing on. But like, still, even then, I, I would say the only redeeming, more redeeming factor for it would have been the music, the the music, and then the ability to the ability to play against someone as you know DC heroes. So yeah, for for our DC fans out there, if you like fighting games and you you want to try something maybe a little more obscure, yeah, go for l- it. Look into the Justice League. Uh, what is it called? Justice League Task Force. Task Force. It's not a long game. I guarantee you'll probably play through it pretty quick. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's more about the versus mode. I would say if you're yes. gonna get it. Yeah. Yes. So that's been our retro relapse. Let's get into our NES music bracket. Yeah, we've got some uh, fun choices here today. Which I think I say that every episode. I mean, they're all all great music. So uh, this week we have coming up, we have Super Mario Brothers 3. We have the Oceanside theme. Yeah, this is the, uh, the uh, not necessarily the individual level music for water levels, but it is the music for the water world in Mario Brothers 3. Yes, so, so when you select uh, a stage. Yep, yep. Uh, so this is uh, uh, by Koji Kondo, the legendary composer. Uh, this is maybe a little bit more on the obscure side as far as Mario music goes, but uh, let's give it a listen. It's a little repetitive. A little? But I really enjoy it. I really like this theme. I think it's like really kind of uh, got a nice little uh, beat to it. It's real chill. Yeah, exactly. It's a very mellow song. It's a beat. It's like a beach song. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I picture just a beach level. Yeah. And you're not far off. It's, yeah. you know, it's the water level. It's it, uh, it. Even though it's a really simple tune, it really encompasses what it was meant to do. It makes you think of the beach. Makes yeah. you think of water, you know? Yeah. Um. Now, it is going up against Mega Man 1's Elec Man stage music. You mean that song from Journey? Uh, yes. And it is one of my favorite songs. It, this is a, a, one, of, one of the greats. Yes. It's uh, uh, from Mega Man 1. It is composed by Manami Matsume. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, even though it's very, very, very heavily influenced by that Journey song, which the name that escapes Journey me. Song? Street lights, people. That one? Maybe. Heaven just to find emotion. <laughs> Somewhere in the night. That's enough out of you. Let's roll the song. <laughs> Thank you. 
great is that song? It's so good. It is very good. It's oh, uh, I love it. I, Mega Man in general has has some really great music, and uh, I, I feel like a Lech Man's theme is one of those themes that's just sort of like when you think of Mega Man music, it's kind of one of your go tos. You know, oh, it's there. It, there's now yeah, there's not many songs I can think of off the top of my head that. I immediately think of for Mega Man. This is one of them. Yeah. Mega Man uh, 3, the theme song to that. Oh, the opening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Wily. There's a Dr. Wily stage that I remember specifically. Mega Man 2s. Yep. Gotta be. And yeah, Snake Man is another one. Uh, Gemini Man is another one. Like there's there's iconic ones that I can think of, and this is one of those iconic ones. Metal Man. Metal Man. Honestly, all of them I can think of. But I think of these first. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. So... I think it's going to be. I hope it's a uh, a well fought and voted for match here. I don't f- know if it will be. I, I Mega Man is a uh, everybody loves Mega Man music. It got upset. Magnet Man did. That's true. It got upset by uh, Matoya's Cave. No, I mean it was going against Final Fantasy. It was, yes. you know, it, of all it, the so things to go yeah. against, right? Exactly, you know. So I mean, I I wouldn't say that I expect like you know, like oh Mario three is going to win no matter what, you yeah. know. I mean Mario three is great music, and the the water. I feel like the water theme is a little bit more simple, you know. So I mean, it's it's dealing with a it's up against a more complex track. Yeah, but we've had people mention that they're not keen on voting for Mega Man because it is such a strong contender. Yeah. They, they want to sort of like kind of give the chances to some of these un- underdogs in this competition, you yeah. know, so... We'll see what uh, happens. Exactly, yeah. I, I'm curious to see how it goes. I, I it may, Who knows? Maybe there are people out there who are like, I hate Journey, and they're not going to vote for Elect Man. Uh, I hope not. Maybe hope there are people who are like, Mario 3's overrated, and they'll vote for Elect Man. You know, who knows? Who I, knows? You know, it's everyone gets their own choice. They can vote the way they want. I hope that everyone at least gives a fair shake to both songs before they uh, listen. Absolutely. Or before they uh, vote, rather. Uh, now, uh, Chops, uh, I mean, we've chatted about a lot of stuff today. Is there any uh, anything else we uh, want to go over today? On these things? Anything's really. Um, I could plug some stuff for you. Please do. All right. Well, if you're a fan of this show, head on over to our Facebook page and group. There you can participate in the polls that we play uh, on there for these NES brackets, yep. as well as get you know some interaction with us uh, from the Legend Retro team. And you can learn about all the cool stuff that we're a part of being part of Gamezilla Media. So Gamezilla Media, you that's, say? That's right. So you can listen to the Noobs and Dragons show. It's a podcast show where we, well, podcast show, I'm just saying a bunch of words that are the same. It is a podcast where Craig is the dungeon master for three noobs, myself, Grimlock from the Gamezilla podcast, and Jazzy Fiddle from the Gamezilla podcast as we play through our first campaign of Dungeons & Dragons ever. It is uh, an, an incredibly fun. I uh, I was actually just recently talking to my cousin about the fact that it is wonderful to play with a, a new group because you get to have such different reactions to like what's going on uh-huh. than like a, a more seasoned player does. And so in, in for uh, for our listeners out there for Legend of Retro who aren't really too keen on Dungeons and Dragons, maybe D&D was something you were never interested in, you don't know a lot about it, join us at episode one for Noobs and Dragons because it yeah. starts pretty simple and it gets a little bit weirder as you go through. It does. And it's, I as someone who's in it, I play Alistair, a, a human bard. Yep. I love playing the character. I love putting myself in the position of the character because it one, it takes me out of myself. Sure. Two, it's it's I get to interact with the story a lot more. So yeah. if you like 
just good storytelling and good characters like it's just a fun thing to listen to minus the the dungeons and dragons part rolling numbers is a fun story so you know really give it a listen the first episode i think you'll get hooked after that and i get to play a whole bunch of villains and we all know that craig's angsty he's bloodthirsty (laughs) his family's dead he's shirtless and he's greek and he needs more destruction in his life we should now change that to your profile on the website I think we should definitely do that. Um, also, listen to yeah. the Gamezilla Alpha show that comes out on Sundays. Yep. You can get early access to that show if you are a patron at patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. The uh, show is all about a one-topic focus where they either have interviews or they talk about something current in gaming. And speaking of being a patron, if you'd like to affect Legend of Retro, and I know you do, yep, you get to go ahead and become a patron for the $5 bracket, we have our Game Genie perk, which allows you uh, allows you a chance, I should say, once a month where we go ahead and have a random drawing and the winner gets to choose one of our retro relapse games that we're going to record in that month. Yeah. Yep. So you get to hear one of your choices. And we're always looking for that because it makes it easier for us to, to, to play games and may even miss some that we just don't know about. Absolutely. I I, I would say even our first uh, uh, winner of the Game Genie perk was a, a game I would have never thought to do a retro relapse on. Yeah. So uh, also the Gamezilla Alpha, or the Gamezilla podcast, the main show, comes out on Mondays uh, live at 7 p.m. on Twitch, but you can hear the episode posted on Tuesdays. And uh, again, if you're a patron, you get some cool access and cool stuff for there. And if you go in the shop right now on GamezillaMedia.com, there's some cool things we got on there as well. I'm 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 actually really excited for uh, my stuff to come in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's pretty great. There's <laughs> yeah, some really cool stuff. It really is. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I yeah, I I, I do want to also plug one other thing. If you are a fan of retro games, if you're a fan of Craig WK, I am a fan of me and also old video games. Then you need to go to YouTube and Gamezilla Media's channel and look at Craig WK's long plays. He just completed one for Final Fantasy three. Or six in Japan. Six, yeah. And he plays through the full game and does voices for every character in the game. Earthbound, which is what I'm playing right now, yep. has so many NPCs. And so, I've just done so many weird and stupid voices. I don't know how you can keep track of who's who. Ugh, I think I've failed a few times. I, I think I've, I've re-talked to some people and messed up their voices a few times now. Yeah. There are a lot of characters in this game, but it's a lot of fun. I, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you're a fan of watching people play video games and... Surprisingly, a lot of people out there are. Yeah. Uh, g- you know, go ahead and uh, give me a give me a watch if you uh, even just search Craig underscore WK on YouTube. I'm about the only Craig WK out there. There you go. Well, we appreciate you listening to this episode. Please go on to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, give us a review. We'd love to hear your comments, and uh, we want more people to hear us. And those reviews help us out a lot. I think it's a it's just criminal that there are people in this world who have not heard my voice. Yeah, I'm sure you do, Craig. It is a crime. I'm sure you do. A crime, Jobs. All right, so this has been this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We'll see you all when the legend Legend continues. continues.